0: psalm ninety three The Lord reigns, He is robed in majesty, the Lord is robed in majesty, and is armed and is armed with strength. The world is firmly established; it cannot be moved. Your throne was established long ago. You are from all eternity. The seas have lifted up, O Lord, the seas have lifted up their voice, the seas have lifted up their pounding waves mightier than the thunder of great waters mightier than the breakers of the sea the lord is on high the lord on high is mighty your statutes stand firm holiness adorns your house for endless days o lord here ends the reading Morning, everyone. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we do pray that you would help us as we come to your word. Please instruct us. Please teach us. Please encourage us. Thrill us. Make us stronger. Help us in our time of need and keep me from error, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Our psalmist wants us to know, it's five verses, and there's not a lot, is it? Five verses. And yet, the psalmist wants to know that we should celebrate that our God reigns. That's the title of today. The Lord reigns. And it's the first two verses the Lord reigns. For he reigns, and he is robed in majesty. He is robed in majesty, armed with strength his word is fa- firmly established your throne was established long ago you are from all eternity the lord reigns is something that david said to asaph in 1 chronicles chapter 16 verse 31 asaph is a name you're probably familiar with because he wrote psalms there are some psalms from asaph and no doubt he knew that the Lord reigns. I'm never sure why there's not quite an exclamation mark there, but as you know, I tend to put exclamation marks everywhere. That just happened there. Sorry, that was a joke. Uh, it's a proclamation from the rooftops, for our God is the king of the universe. And I wonder if we realise that. Our God created everything, the heavens and the earth, and runs the whole show and keeps it together. Without his power and might and majesty, it falls apart. It doesn't happen. He is robed in majesty. Matthew Henry, you might be familiar, who wrote commentaries. I'm sure we've got a whole set of them out here, I'm pretty sure. He said, when other kings are compared to our great God, they are like glowworms. Compared to the sun. Have you seen glowworms? Have you been to the glowworm cave? you Have you seen the glowworms? You see how they are. isn't that, They are pretty amazing, aren't they? They are freaky. They are, but when it comes to the sun, they do pale into comparison. And that's what Matthew Henry says other kings, and history is full of other kings. History is full of rulers and powers and authorities. Let's say they are great. Our God is great. The greatness of God, his holiness and perfection dazzles. His greatness is so much brighter than anything that we know. Not only is he majestic, he is clothed or robed in strength. Plenty of people pretend, plenty of kings have pretended, plenty of nations have pretended to be mighty. If you go to the ancient world, it's one of the things they did. They built things and declared how mighty they were to give people the impression they were strong. The author wants us to know that God is stronger than all of them. His enemies cannot match him. He is in Control. He's never out of control. It's an awe-inspiring, breathtaking picture of the majestic God on his throne. Do you remember Isaiah chapter 6's description of God on his throne? The prophet Isaiah said this, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphs, each with six wings. Two wings they covered their face, with two wings they covered their feet. Two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. He reigns, He is unchallenged. His reigns has never stopped. And it will always be. When I was a scripture teacher, a Brahman's not here today, is she? She's not here today. Is anyone else taught scripture? Yeah, plenty of people. What is one of the questions they ask you when you're teaching scripture? The one that they think they're going to stump you with. The one they thought they were going to stump me with, maybe. The question is, who made God? That one? And they look at you. Some of them look at you. does matter how old they are. They look at you and they go, we've got you there, haven't we? We've got you. We've done it. No one's ever thought of this question. I had it. And now you can't answer it. Well, the truth is the Bible doesn't answer that question, does it? It doesn't say where God came from. What it does say is he has reigned from all eternity. What it does say is that God made us. Made time. Time did not exist until God made it. God exists out of that time and he rules over all things. He created it. He sees it. He has control of it. So complete is his rule. Is verses, verses 3 to 4 tells us, he lord is the lord over all things our mighty lord the seas have lifted up o lord the seas have lifted up their voice the seas have lifted up their pounding waves mightier than the thunder of the great waves mightier than the breakers of the sea the lord on high is mighty the israelites are not great seafarers they don't like water particularly and so it's not really surprising that in when they use uh, metaphors often the depths of the sea are places that bad things come from because it's uncertain it's wild uncontrollable think at the end of the bible where does the beast come out of The sea, is no accident because bad things come out of it. Who knows what lies beneath the depths? And when you go to the sea, do you like the sea? When you go and look at it, not to be on it, but to look at it, it is pretty wild, it can be pretty uncontrollable and it can do all sorts of things. In all, it's uncontrollable power, might and unpredictability. The metaphor that the psalmist uses, they, the sea itself cries out how great our God is. He sings. Have you heard the? Have you heard the waters sing? No, I've heard the wind the whistles. But this is the psalmist is using this to, as he does to communicate to us that all creation sings of His greatness. The destruction that can be done or the pounding of the waves might be incredible, yet our God is mightier. The world might be hostile to God's rule. The the opposition can rage. We may fear it may overcome us, yet above all the roaring, the posturing, the rage, our God reigns. Our own situations might seem too big for us. We know of situations, you might have situations, your life has been situations where things have you have faced have been seemingly too big sudden illness, tragedy, relationships going wrong, uncertainties, children. Problems with children, disappointments, disappointments at work, frustrations of not having work. Whatever that situation is, the Lord reigns. Our writer is assuring you that in the midst of trouble, God reigns. We just heard about Latimer and Ridley, two English reformers who died for their faith They'd come into some sort of power because the the tides had moved to reform the Church of England and they'd had power. And then Queen Mary came and trouble came because she tried to revert back to Catholicism. They gave their life in the midst of that. What is the one that said? Uh, Ridley called out to Lana, play the man. What does that mean? Play the man means be brave, yes. Why did he say that? I'll tell you why he said it. He said it because the Lord reigns. The Lord Jesus reigns. Above all these seemingly overwhelming events, situations and the world's powers, the Lord is mightier than them all. The Lord is untouched by the hostility of our world, but God is very much in touch with us, his people, which is verse 5, the Lord and his word. Your statutes stand firm, holiness adorn your house for endless days, O Lord. God's decrees, his words stand firm. We're given here an assurance that though things might rail against us, though the world we might feel under siege, under pressure, God's promises stand firm and are sure. It was what Latimer was saying to Ridley as he was about to be burnt at the stake. He was saying God's promises stand are sure Jesus Christ is ours. We've heard, not because of us, fortunately, because I'm all over the place, and I know you are too, but God stands sure, and his promises are faithful, and they never change. The writer is telling us, The one we follow is trustworthy and those promises that he gave us take the character of the one who spoke them. Do you know people whose promises mean very little? Maybe some, yeah, well that's politicians. Well, you know, they love love to tell us exactly what we like to hear. But of course it changes, doesn't it? We may know of people whose promises mean very little. And some of them will never keep them, hence what we just said. But the Lord always keeps his promises. He has kept his promises to us in the person of our Saviour, the Lord Jesus. The strength of this psalm is that the certainty of what we can know, the Lord. Reigns. That certainty is ours yesterday, today, and tomorrow. In fact, it's always today. Today, if you hear my voice, it's always today. God's promises are always present and faithful to us. The writer is looking forward. For those promises and we are the people who have received those promises in the person of the Lord Jesus. Jesus came to keep the word of the Lord to his people that he would rescue them. Jesus came that we might be his. He came that he might defeat sin and death. He came that he might die in our place and take the punishment from us unto him. He came that we by grace and love might go free, forgiven, righteous, sons, heirs of the living God. The promises of the Old Testament find their fulfillment in Jesus and they are certain to us, which is what Paul wants his people to know in Ephesus, and we receive as well. What a wonderful prayer. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and his incomparably great power for us who believe That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given. God placed all these things under his feet and appointed him head over everything for us. May the eyes of your heart, may the eyes of my heart be open to know the greatness and certainty of our God's reign in our lives today and tomorrow and always. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we pray that we might know that you reign. There are many things in our lives which trouble us. We particularly think of the tragedy of uh, our friends up the hill, of the family who have continued to suffer in the loss of their dear little girl. Lord, at certain points we wonder what is going on. But I pray that you might wrap them, we pray that you might wrap them in your love and care and certainty of your promises we ask lord that you would bring them comfort and love and be with them help us to know that in all things you have triumphed over this world and you reign nothing can change that no situation no trouble no strife you are always ours because of what you have done for us in the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray. Amen.